0: Hello and welcome to the All Plane Podcast, where every week we talk with an experienced aviation professional to learn more about his or her area of expertise between the industry. But before moving ahead, quick reminder that you can find this and all the preceding episodes of the All Plane Podcast, as well as many other interesting stories about commercial aviation, on our website. This is allplane.tv, etv Today's guest is an expert in an area of commercial aviation that might be lurking behind the scenes, but is really very important and has an influence on all of us that book tickets with a certain frequency. Well, at least we used to before the pandemic hit. This is conversion optimization. That is basically everything that airlines do when you visit their websites in order to get you to buy more tickets and other services what in industry jargon are known as ancillaries, although we will see later in this interview why at a time when airlines are relying more and more on non-flight revenue, the word ancillary doesn't do justice to the importance that these additional services have increasingly for the airline's bottom line. Our guest today is Istok Franco. He was the CTO and marketing manager at Adria, Slovenia's flag carrier. Later, he went on to found Digging Travel, a consultancy and media firm that provides advice on digital optimization to the airline and travel industry. Istok is the author of a podcast about digital marketing and conversion optimization, that is called the Digging Travel Podcast, and I much recommend, and of the 2020 Airline Digital Optimization Yearbook. This is a report which is over 100 pages long that covers the best practices of dozens of airlines from around the world in the field of conversion optimization. So today we'll talk with Istok about how airlines are handling the challenges of digitalization and of becoming more of a digital business every day. So without further ado, let me introduce our guest today. Hello Istok, how are you? Hi Michael, I'm doing very well, thank you. You know, this is a conversation that I wanted to have already for quite some time because I've been following you on different social media channels for quite some time and also I follow your publications because you are active in an area that is also of much interest to me and that is the digitalization of airlines and how airlines are managing digital channels for marketing and commercial and optimization purposes. So that's good to hear. (laughs) Yes. Um, And actually that's an area that's becoming, I think, more and more important from what I hear in my conversations and also some professional projects I have had the chance to be involved in. It's becoming more of an area of attention for many airline managers. Obviously, digital has always been the agenda for airlines from the very early start, but now it's becoming a lot more uh, refined and sophisticated with the help of tools like uh, big data analysis, for example. So I, I just wanted to have a chat with you to understand a bit better what's, uh, what's hot in this area at the moment, uh, because you published recently, and actually you do it annually, right? The report, an annual yeah. book, which is a survey uh, and research about airline digital optimization. Yes. Yeah, so, true, correct. Uh, yes. So we're going to talk about this now. But before that, can we just go quickly over your background? So you basically, you are from Slovenia. You're based in Slovenia and you used to work for the, the national airline Adria for some time. Yes. And now you are the, the founder and CEO of Digging Travel, which is a consultancy. And um, can we say a, a publishing? Company? Yeah, it's like
1: a content platform for all airlines professionals that want to learn Mm-hmm. especially in the areas of e-commerce, digital optimization, and let's say digital retailing
0: and ancillary revenue. So basically you are um, providing a, a resource for all those airline managers that want to deepen their knowledge about digital channels and digital yeah. tools. Yeah. So can you tell us a bit more about the work you do at Digging in Trouble? You have uh, obviously publications you have on, on online, uh, which include a podcast, a very interesting podcast that I uh, take the opportunity to recommend here, which is called the Dig in Travel podcast. I'm, okay. gonna, I'm gonna post a link in the, in the show notes anyway. And this survey, and do you, you do some consulting work as well, right?
1: Yes. So, uh, first, thanks for introducing Dig in Travel. What I do with Dig in Travel is basically research in the area of airline e commerce and digital optimization and in the area of digital retailing and ancillary revenue. So we do two yearly research papers, big research papers, which we call yearbooks, because they are thick, almost 100 pages of benchmarks and reports. And this is the core of our research and uh, publishing. In addition, we, do, we talk about digital and e-commerce with various professionals on the Digging Trail podcast, and we do deep dives in forms of articles on the Digging Trail website. Uh, what we are now developing also is taking this one step further, which uh, which is, uh, the news is not out yet, there yet, but we will soon publish an online digital academy for airline professionals that want to really learn hands-on uh, with us in a mentored way about all things airline and digital. Mm-hmm. But like you said, yeah, my background was airline, so I worked for 10 years in Adria Airways, which was a small airline, part of Star Alliance uh, here in Central Europe. Uh, my background initially was IT and engineering, so I did various business analysis roles in an airline environment, then eventually became the CEO, so Chief Information Officer. But it was a funny story, actually, because airline Adria is the typical or was a typical traditional airline, very bad on e-commerce digital, so very strong on indirect sales, agency sales. So we always struggled with e-commerce, how to increase our direct share, which was on everybody's agenda all the time. So our CEO at that time, he got a little bit tired of all the marketing people telling him about e-commerce with no results. So at one point he got to me and said, Eastlok, okay, I see you're smart, you're technical. Maybe we should try this approach to e-commerce. And for me, it's really where I found my passion. So I started learning a lot about e-commerce, dig diving into books, optimization, And really about this systematic data-driven approach to how you build the e-commerce sales. So Mm -hmm. after some initial good results, where we really grew e-commerce each month for 20 months, year or at least a double-digit growth, the CEO said, okay, why don't you take over marketing as well? So then at the end, I had the role of CEO, e-commerce manager, or responsible for e-commerce, but also the whole marketing. And what we did is we tried to combine this unit in one, So the technical, the developers, the e-commerce, the data with IT resources together with the development and e-commerce and marketing. So this whole consolidation that I think is crucial going forward. And I still see a lot of airlines struggle because there's a lot of silos. So we had quite success with this, let's say, combo unit of IT, marketing and e-commerce until the company Adria was privatized. It was bought by a German fund. And when they came into company they said okay what is this strange guy it guy doing in charge of marketing and they fired me you know so (laughs) this is how i started uh, digging travel basically i started to think about about all the learnings about all the things that we learned in which was really a steep learning curve in the three four five years that we built the e-commerce from scratch on all the processes and started putting this into research and content and this is still where my passion is, so e-commerce and digital marketing. And I'm really enjoying learning, researching the industry, the best practices, not only airline, but in general e-commerce and digital marketing best practices, and then giving back to the airline community so
0: we can learn together. Very, very interesting, very interesting story. One of the areas actually you focus your research on is actually how different airlines are approaching this digital transformation, let's say. In your report, you survey 110 airlines from all over the world, roughly 40% from Europe, and then 20% each from Americas, uh, Asia Pacific, and Middle East and Africa. Um, out of these 110, and um, correct me if I'm wrong, you it divided them in four groups. Uh, yeah, actually, is, Miguel, yeah. it
1: was we reached out to 110 to survey, but the end in the last survey, 49 participated, so one less than 50. We had the answer with almost 50 airlines, and then yeah, we
0: divided them in these groups. Yeah, and you, you then divided them in in four groups, which is based on how proficient they are um, how active they are in adopting all these digital innovations so you have the records challengers visionaries and the leaders right yes and this classification is based on a number of of different different factors different parameters can you tell us a bit more about how you classify them and also i think it would be interesting to define what are the, the the leading airlines i don't know if uh, some specific names can be can be singled out here <laughs> but uh, what are the what are the shared characteristics of those airlines that are yeah. uh, ahead of the pack
1: yeah what we do basically is like you said we try to measure or let's say evaluate the maturity of what we call digital optimization or uh, how airlines manage e-commerce and digital products uh, so here we are talking about development and optimization, uh, not the typical digital marketing in terms of acquisition and advertising. So we are focusing on the website experience, digital experience, how they optimize conversion, how they do optimization. And you're correct. We have eight areas. So eight areas that we evaluate. So areas like how the team is set up. Do they have experts that are really uh, they have a whole team that is developed for uh, dedicated for optimization or the, or optimization is just one of the tasks of one special, uh, let's say general digital marketer. So this is one area. Then the second is what kind of skills they have. Do they have specialized skills like analytics UX research, um, uh, development skills, or they have again, generalist skills. How they do analytics how the, the, the data is their analytics how they do user and ux research this is one area uh, what kind of tools they use and one of the most important in this research is how many experiments they do because a lot of time airlines say we all do this we have the team we have the skills we have everything but then when we ask them okay But how do you do in practice? So because the core of this optimization is running experiments and really being data driven to see what works and what not, because otherwise you're just guessing. And when we ask airlines, okay, how many experiments you do? And they tell us, I don't know, none or one or two per year, then the maturity is not really high, you know. So we have yeah eight different areas. And then based on these results and some additional questions and evaluation, then we define the maturity so the ones that are at the beginning of this maturity we call the laggards these are the ones that i think don't really understand yet what is the true value of this data-driven scientific almost approach to building your e-commerce and digital product but on the other hand we have the leaders so the best ones which really understand this whole process and uh, these are the ones that we try to look what are the best practices that they do, and we try to share them with the other airlines. Now, going back to your question, which are these leaders? And unfortunately, I cannot name them because the all 49 airlines are uh, anonymous in the survey, we not dis- because if we want to have good participation, we cannot, of course, disclose their names, their data, uh, the specific uh, things they do. But there are some patterns that you can see which one are the best. One of the patterns, for example, is that what we see in our research that low-cost airlines are usually much better at this. Uh, why is that? I think it's different factors, but one of the factors is because digital and e-commerce was one of the only channels that they have for sales. While, like I was telling before, for my Adria experience, e-commerce was the last channel to join the party and it was always like an ugly duck, you know, so um, it was never this digital mindset e commerce mindset embedded in the airline, so this is one of the reasons mm-hmm. yeah, uh, the other reason
0: yeah but you know i I just wanted to to make a like other personal note here this i I used to work at a as an e commerce manager at a low cost airline for some time, and yeah, it was actually when I was doing the research, I was actually surprised on, in some segments of the market. Still, the amount of indirect sales is quite and high. And for someone like me that has always bought most of plane tickets direct online, uh, that was kind of a um, yeah, and revelation, actually.
1: And that's that's a challenge. It's uh, you know another challenge for a challenge for traditional airlines is also technical complexity. Because they have this complex distribution, so uh, indirect distribution, GDSs, and e-commerce solution because of this GDS background were built on by legacy providers on top of these GDSs, and they were not built to to be really focused on the customer, but but they were built more to be able to integrate with all this background spaghetti. So it's very difficult to do modern e-commerce on top of this uh, legacy setup while for some of the low-costers, they build these e-commerce platforms from scratch and they don't have these complex back-end systems. Basically, one of the reasons that I think that low-costers are better is because they have much less complex IT background. For the legacy carriers, the IT was built on the GDS to comply with indirect distribution with these legacy systems. And then e-commerce was built to comply with that, not to be really customer friendly or to be modern e-commerce. While for the low-costers, they could build their own solutions from scratch and they're much more modern and easier to do modern digital marketing and e-commerce.
0: And what about the, let's say the human side of this? How the airlines organize? internally to handle these type of activities, how different airlines have designed different types of organization and structure to handle digital activities and digital transformation. Is there here a a specific pattern that you have detected on uh, what's the amount of resources that airlines devote to this? For example, obviously right now, pretty much all airlines have a marketing team. Some might even have a digital marketing team. And then you also talk about specific CRO teams and specialists. What can you tell us about these?
1: Yeah, I'll talk about this, but maybe first before, because you were asking me who are the best, for example, one example that you can see out there of this really leap in this maturity and this approach is Ryanair. Yeah? So Ryanair in 2011, I think was voted as the worst website amongst the, I think more than 40 websites voted on the Euro, uh, in the UK so they ranked 40 travel website and Ryanair came last. But if you look at the Ryanair website now, it's one of the best, I think, in the airline world, but also in the travel world. And you can see how they evolved through this, really invested in the digital teams, digital labs, UX research, the whole process that I'm talking about. So this was this evolution. Of course, it's a lot of very high scale. But... You can see this evolution and change in the mindset why there is this digital optimization and digital product and digital experience really matters now when you're asking me how airlines are organized, if I go back to this R maturity, so what I see the problems, for example, with the laggards, the ones they don't know the why yet why this matters why why increasing conversion rates, increasing customer experience really matters, and this reflects in their organization so they don't have digital optimization roles, data analytics, UX and UX research roles, experimentation and things like that. While on the other hand the best ones they evolve and they build this all the areas all the eight areas that we evaluate they build resources and skills in all these eight areas. What I think is the biggest let's, let's say misunderstanding is that airlines think and because of the term growth hacking in the last years is You know, that this can be done as a hack. That's why I don't like growth hacking as a term at all, you know, because this is not really a hack. It's a process. It's a step-by-step process where you need to build maturity in each of the areas. So you need to slowly build the skills. You need to build the team. You need to build the analytics maturity. You need to build and increase the number of experiments that you run. So it's a step-by-step approach. I really like uh, some of the old school sales guys and Zig Ziglar once said, you know, there is no elevator to success. You need to take the stairs. And that's why we build our maturity model in five levels for each area. So you need to, you cannot jump, jump from level one to level five. You need to go level one, level two, level three, level four, level five. And this is a lot of work and a lot of knowledge and a lot of learning to do. And what I see with most airlines is especially vendors are selling us these silver bullet solutions, you know, buy our new personalization platform and it will solve all your problems. It has AI, machine learning, all this stuff built in and you will go basically from level one to level five. In reality, it doesn't work like that. you but need if to I, have the
0: team, the skills. Can yes. I let I stop you here for one second about these level? Yeah, sure. So this is because I think we haven't explicitly touched it earlier. Uh, so these levels, this is part of the... Of your methodology to evaluate how airlines uh, work can you tell us a bit more about these five levels
1: yeah basically for each of the eight areas that we were talking about before that we measure we have maturity from level one the least mature to level five the most mature so for example when you ask about organization and teams we ask okay who is doing digital optimization or digital product in your organization and level one is we don't have a special team. We have a digital marketing general generalist. Then level two is we have a specialist who knows about digital optimization, but it's part-time. Level three is we have a full-time specialist who knows about optimization. Then level four is we have a small team for optimization, which is basically a digital product manager, developer, analyst, uh, UX researcher. And level five is we have a big team or several teams to do that. So this is how we mature, uh, measure maturity. Similar when I was talking about how many experiments you do. So level one is we don't do any, or we do occasionally one or two per year. While level five is we do at least ten per month. You know, and what I was telling you, you cannot jump steps, levels. You need to go, you know, slowly, invest in the people and knowledge and process to build all these capabilities in all of the areas. But what I was telling you before is what I see a lot of time in the airline industry, we think technology and new fancy tools will solve all our problems. You know, so we buy this, we go into these huge technical implementations, implementing brand new platform and things all of a sudden we will be e-commerce masters. While it's my opinion, it's only the tool. And if you want to use the tool, you need to have the skills. It's like, you know, You cannot, if you can only ride a bike and then somebody gives you, uh, I don't know, Valentino Rossi or, uh, you know, a motorbike, you cannot drive it, you know? So you need to build the skills and if you want to be really the champion.
0: Yes. Actually, this is also something that airlines are paying more attention perhaps now because of the need to become more efficient. Did you notice now with a Pandemic situation and and, uh, the crisis that pretty much every airline in the world is facing, and do you think this is going to put this in the center of the agenda? So you're going to have airlines maybe investing more in in, uh, in optimizing all these type of processes.
1: I would like to say yes. I hope yes. I I don't dare to say yes, but this is one of the areas that we say of course it should because basically. If you look at, let's say, typical airline marketing, digital marketing on e-commerce, what I still see is that vast majority of funds of resources you typically about 80 to 90 percent of all resources was historically put in acquisition. So in advertising, digital ads, content, all this stuff, you know? And while 10 percent or five percent of the resources were put in optimization. But, in my opinion, it should be equally important. and now, with the pandemic, because everybody will have limited resources, the best way to make more with less so to make uh, to make more out of your advertising is to increase the conversion. and the best way to increase the conversion rate is to put this systematic process of digital optimization in place of measuring, experimenting, and doing this stuff because this is the only way the proven way that really works if you put this systematic approach in place, you will you will see what your customer problems are, what are the friction points, what the data tells you with the user user research, you will understand, and you can optimize and improve. And this process, the best ones that do it, it works. For example, Booking.com historically, and it, this data is was on the Wall Street reports, what they were better than the competition was because they had two to two, three times higher conversion rates than their competition now if you think about acquisition this means that they can spend two to three times more either on acquisition or investing back in the margin Have two to three times better margins so when you are asking about the pandemic I think airlines cannot afford to you know shoot blank bullets into advertising and just hope you know the mass will cover it. So now I think it's the time to be smarter, leaner, and this approach, the whole optimization, is really this is what this all is all about. So to really know what works, to check the data, to be really scientific in this whole process.
0: And when you have all this data, um, what about the implementation, the execution? My experience, for example, working at an airline in in the on the e-commerce side was that often these systems that the airlines use can be quite complex uh and uh talking, thinking here for example about the um, pss the uh, I- ibe mm-hmm. the Internet booking engine often they are also connected to to many other systems around them to, to connect to other functions of the airline so how important it is to have a system architecture and a type of system that allows for very uh, quick and frequent experimentation. What are your thoughts in this, in this field?
1: No, I think it's very important because one of the areas that we evaluate, or two areas basically are the tools that airlines are using and in the internet booking engine, how flexible they are. And for a lot of airlines, these systems are not flexible, so they want to do experimentation, but they just can't. Or they want to do personalized messaging, but they can't. So the systems to have agile, flexible systems, it's very important. Uh, what I was telling before, it's not the only, it's not, if you have the agile and flexible system, it will make you be that much smarter. You still need to know what to do. And this is the second point. As so, I said, uh, one of the buzzwords for, yeah, tell me.
0: No, no, sorry, I'll, I'll try to interrupt. Just wanted to ask you what what would be the main features here for uh, when we define flexibility? Is it about the, for example, that different people in the airline have the ability to alter the, for example, the the website?
1: Let's think about the current COVID nineteen situation. So what is happening now is, and what we talk in our research in all our content is. This one-size-fits approach won't work anymore, in my opinion. So what you have now, you have different groups or different customer types that will have different fears, you know. There are now on the market much more fears and friction points than ever. So what is situation, border situation, a destination? What is the situation with cleanliness on the plane, on the airport? So basically what this systematic approach is, is, you need to identify these different segments in your data you need to do user research to really agile user research to really understand what is a fear of a certain passenger type. So for example, what is the fear of a German leisure person traveling to Mallorca for his vacation, annual vacation? And once you know that, then you need to have a flexible system to have a custom message that will address this fear on the website or during other digital touch points. So this is how it all comes together, you know? you need to be able you need to have the skills and understand the data and the user to identify this but then you need to have the systems so you can be proactive and address via messaging via even products these fears and add you know what we call reward so it's always friction versus reward model that we are using so this is how it all comes together what i'm saying is sometimes we even buy the ferraris you know the system in terms of personalization that will say okay you an airline e-commerce person will be able to do one-to-one personalization you will be able to do 100 custom messaging but for for 100 custom messages or 100 custom offers you need to have you need to be able to create these 100 custom messages and this is where marketing and E-commerce people usually struggle because we cannot create even five, four different segments for messaging. So that's why I said it's you need to put all this together, you know, to, to do a real good digital experience.
0: Mm-hmm. And when you mentioned the customization, which is one of the topics, one of the hot topics in this industry for for quite a while, um, what are your thoughts? Where are we now? Because there, there's a lot of talk about big data helping airlines to get to this sort of ideal situation where every passenger or everyone that every potential passenger that is looking for a ticket it's being offered exactly what he needs exactly what he's looking for the reality actually it's that it's we I think we are still some way off from from that ideal yeah. uh, but uh, although yeah there is the potential there's always this potential of of being more accurate of being increasingly more and more customized and more personalized what are your uh, thoughts on this what what's your what what's all what you're seeing from the airlines you're surveying
1: as i said it goes back to this maturity you know i think we cannot jump steps so we cannot go to one-to-one personalization if we cannot even identify basic segments so what we advise to airlines when it comes to, you know, this customization or for start with the rule based segmentation and experimentation. Why? So you identify four or I don't know, four or five different segments like I was talking before. And then you need to experiment and see what kind of messages and what kind of products really resonates and works. Why is this important? Because if you, do this rule based let's say uh, segmentation or personalization and combine it with ex- experimentation you will learn so you will learn via the whole experimentation process you will learn what works for i don't know segment A versus segment B and the data will prove it you know it's not like guessing but you will really know and this is the whole learning pro- uh, process and once you will learn the more experiments the, r- the more such cases you will do the more you will know, learn about your customers and the better you will be about this what i think is our problem as an industry is we don't do this whole process of learning and experimentation and really understanding why sa- some message works for certain passenger types we expect ai and machine learning to figure all this out for us i think you need to be good basically at this first approach then you can move to this algorithmic approach that everybody is selling us now so That's why I said it's there are not, unfortunately, there are not like uh, simple magic wand solutions that you will buy a great Ferrari and it will do everybody for everything for you. But it's a process. And if you do this process, you really go step by step. And fortunately, I see some airlines, the leaders in our survey that are really understanding this and are going through this process. And you can see in their digital experience. Where you can see it's a good experience they have the right messaging they have some custom offers custom experience so not this one size fits of all it's all approach that we usually see with most of the airline booking processes
0: also when talking about the these airlines that are a bit of ahead of the pack the, the thought that comes to my mind is actually how we have seen some some airlines i'm thinking here for example ryanair or air asia that have explicitly de- define themselves as a, as a digital business, meaning that the expectation or the goal is to just be, uh, yeah, just a digital business, just not a simple airline, but actually to leverage all these very transited uh, digital platform they have to do all sorts of commercial activities. At the same time, we are also seeing non-travel digital platforms that are becoming also very, very dominant like amazon for example but obviously there are also the other big ones like google uh, facebook and in asia you also have a number of uh, what they call the super apps that are also platforms in china for example i think it's wechat and uh, mm-hmm. there are some other i'm not too much up to date with the asian asian digital landscape mm-hmm. but there are a number of apps that people use to do all sorts of things or, but all sorts of yeah. things i mean from Everything. I mean, you can do everything you need in your daily life through one app. What I want to say with this is that basically there is also the the possibility that some of these non-travel or non-airline platforms get into the air travel in a much more significant way that they have done so far. So, how do you see this unfolding in the near future? I mean, you you have on one side you have all these airlines wanting to do many more things, and then you have all these other platforms that do many things that might eventually want to do what airlines do now. So do you think uh, we're going to see some sort of conversions here?
1: I think this is the, the challenge that these airlines face. And what Ryanair's that you mentioned or AirAsia figure out is they build these huge audiences, so huge brands and direct traffic, huge e-commerce platforms. They have a lot of traffic. So in terms of Ryanair and AirAsia, more than, I don't know, 10, 20 million of visitors each month but what, where they have a problem is a problem of frequency you know so even because the low, the the tickets of the low costs are cheaper and we increase the number of trips that people take each year because travel became air travel became much more affordable a typical airline travel a leisure travel will still take maximum 2 3 trips a year with an airline while on the other hand the digital platforms the amazons that you are talking about you do purchases each week almost you know now with the pandemic it was weekly monthly purchases for e-commerce so it's much easier for them to have this frequency where they split their acquisition cost you know on very on a lot of different transactions so what for example amazons are doing with their prime subscription they have really they can really discount the ticket go to even the neg- a negative margin do good promotions for air ticket to get people subscribe and become member of their primes. Why? Because they know they will, you know, get back this customer acquisition cost that they paid for this subscription when they will sell 10 times next week or next month other products like electronics, retail, all this kind of stuff. So this is the real problem that airlines face in terms of, competing with real e-commerce platforms because their frequency is low. And this is why you see them talking, okay, we want to expand our portfolio, not only in airline, but the whole travel, so transports, transportation, uh, hotels, activities, all this stuff. AirAsia is talking even further, going into uh, some of the retail, going into uh, concerts, you know, financial services, this i think is the answer because they want to build on this frequency and they want to monetize the audience they have to be even more aggressive with their customer acquisition and build their platforms even into bigger ones mm-hmm.
0: and you also talk about experimentation in channel versus product level yeah by product are you referring to these different types of, of, of bundles of services that airlines might be able to offer. Uh, might be services and products together. I mean, it could be e-commerce of other merchandise. Um, what I'm talking about is basically,
1: Miguel, is typical optimization or the growth hacking that I said I don't like. In theory, how it started was A-B testing on your website. So but is button green versus red? What works better? Uh, Is this version of the one page in the booking funnel versus the other page works better? And this is how you start. And this is how you can build the first ROI because based on the high volume of traffic that airlines have, even a smaller amount of increase on conversion can bring you great benefits. But what I'm talking here is that the next step, the real evolution in experimentation comes when you do this long enough. And when you do it really systematically, so you really understand the data, and even more, you do agile user research to understand what are your user pain points, then you can build digital products to address these problems. And this is when I say move from the channel, basically from the website to the real product. So building the digital product, the solutions that address some of these challenges. And we've seen, for example, some of the airlines, the more innovative airlines that built like digital, solutions to build some of the challenges that i was talking before around for example volaris a low-cost airline in mexico build this subscription vpass product that is basically addressing the challenge of frequency for the airline but also for the passenger to allow them this flexible model that they can get a very low cost for the airline ticket um for example an unlimited travel or uh, one flight per month in a very simple way of booking and also paying for this product.
0: you would include here all sort of ancillaries for example uh on on the bundles of these ancillaries that can be yeah sure
1: Mm -hmm. sure i think the best ancillary and this is what we preach when we talk to airlines in my opinion the best ancillary product and i hate basically the word ancillary because I think we should just talk about product. If the airlines want to go into real retailing, that we want to go, we were talking about different products. So no passenger knows what ancillary product, what ancillary even is, and we <laughs> still see this word using in uh, used in the airline booking funnel. You know, add ancillaries.
0: It, it doesn't in make America. doesn't make justice and to the importance it has. Yeah. Now to so the...
1: going back, I think the best, let's say, so-called ancillary products are not the ones that you know. You make passenger buy them, but it's the ones that add or solve some of the problems for the customers. So we see a lot of innovation. For example, one of the companies that I saw uh, in the past was now for the COVID is Grab. This is a startup in US that provides this touchless pre-ordering of, uh, let's say, food and coffee delivery on the airport. So if you think about it, you solve one of the friction points for the traveler, which is basically I don't want to stand now in line on the airport for to get my coffee, because I don't want to be you know in line with ten people, and I want, don't want to give cash or credit card to a person. So there is a digital solution where you can pre-order and then you pick up this coffee or meal at the airport. So on one hand, it solves a digital friction point. But on the other hand, is also a source of ancillary revenue for airlines. So this is what I'm talking about when this digital optimization experimentation evolves into building great digital solutions that not only solve problems, but are also uh, ancillary revenue streams.
0: Mm-hmm. And in this particular case, also uh, an example of this sort of agility, flexibility we were talking earlier, so that you can come up with a, a whole new range of products that give response to a whole new set of needs that have have arised in, in a very short period of time like in, in this case for example
1: yeah and and if you go back to this process of continuous loop of digital optimization this is what is all about
0: you mm-hmm. need
1: to do agile sprints of analyzing data and user research so you know what are the new friction points with cu- your customers and this is now You asked me about this before. Now this is more important than ever because we have so many new friction points. We have so many new challenges, so many new questions that your passengers have. And if you don't really understand them, then you cannot address them, you know? And this is the whole point of this whole process that we are uh, talking about today.
0: So just to wrap it up, the people that would like to learn more about your work in this field, about your report and, and your consulting, where should they find you? On the Digging yes. travel website, or
1: yeah. So the people that want to really deep dive into this digital optimization, I would advise them to download the 2020 Digital Optimization Yearbook, which is available on our Digging Trail website. So it's trail.com.
0: I'll, I'll add the link uh, on the show notes. Uh,
1: yeah, thank you. And for the other people that are just more in general want to learn more about everything digital e-commerce or digital marketing in our space, just check our blog and also our podcast where we weekly talk with various leaders, not only from the airline world, but from companies like Google, Airbnb, Skyscanner. So we try to provide them these broad insights into our travel industry and the digital world. Mm -hmm.
0: Very good. Well, thank you so much, Istok, for the chat today. It's been very interesting. This is an area that definitely is going to... um, continue to be uh, very actual and very, very current and increasingly important, I guess, more than it is uh, today, which is, uh, as we have said, it's, it's, it's increasingly essential for any airline that wants to, to be ahead of the pack. So uh, yeah, thank you very much. Hopefully we can um, revisit this conversation soon and update with all the new findings that I'm sure you will okay. come across.
1: Yeah, it was a pleasure. Maybe at the end, just one point. Sure. When you said a lot of things that we are talking about today sounds like scary, so we need to do all these new things. But one thing that I think airlines need to think about, it's also the opportunity. Because now the COVID, what will bring is a lot of new people want to do this self-service, frictional digital experiences. So for the traditional airlines they struggled with adoption of e-commerce, adoption of, I don't know, online check-in, I think now is the really good time and opportunity to take opportunity of this mindset of people and really take the next step. So it's not only a challenge, I think it's also a big opportunity. And if we can all learn together to do this, I think um, we can come out, out of this on top. And also thanks, Mikael, for the chat. I also enjoyed the insights that you bring and looking forward yeah, to chat with you again.
0: In of the course. Of course. Thank you very much and speak with you soon.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Miguel.
0: Bye. Take care.